Hi, I'm Steve. I'm the digital director of Spectrum Group. Our mission in life is to unlock the potential of your people. Today, we've got a little bite-sized version of tomorrow's workplace today. And we're gonna be discussing with the guys the recent email from Elon Musk demanding that Tesla employees get back into the office. Don't forget to like, subscribe and follow and welcome to this bite-sized version of tomorrow's workplace today. So, lads, have you, um, have you seen the recent email from Elon? I did actually, yeah. It was yeah, interesting. I have, Stevie. And guess what? I've got it right in front of me. That's convenient. Isn't it just? <laughs> Blue Peter moment, Steve. Do us a favour, read it out. No worries. <clears throat> Let me, <clears throat> Let me clean me. my throat. <laughs> Everyone at Tesla is required to spend a minimum of 40 hours in the office per week. Moreover, the office must be where your actual colleagues are located, not some remote pseudo office. If you don't show up, we will assume you have resigned. The more senior you are, the more vis visible, easy for me to say, you must, your presence must be. That is why I lived in the factory so much, so that those on the line could see me working alongside them. If I had not done that, Tesla would long ago have gone bankrupt. There are, of course, companies that don't require this, but when, when was the last time they shipped a great new product? It's been a while. Tesla's had and will create and actually manufacture the most exciting and meaningful products of any company on earth. This will not happen by phoning it in. Thanks, Elon. Wow. <laughs> where so do we start? Where do we there, start? There was a, there was a, a follow-on tweet, wasn't there? Someone was questioning it. Yeah, he did, uh, just, just to be clear, didn't Just he, to be clear, yeah. Can you find us that, Jovi? And uh, then no. you've not prepared that, have you? Uh, no, that, that's a Blue Peter failure. But, but well, ultimately, you that? yeah, ultimately, Neil, Neil Bosch, yeah. what did he say? Yeah, you can't pretend to work from home. So it was like, mm, wow, okay. Because <coughs> we've only seen you about six times in the last two years. Yeah, spend, been hiding them about bedroom, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So what, what? what's your reflections on, on the thing on is, I, yeah, I mean, got it. I think he tried to obviously put a bit of a caveat in there saying there's obviously some businesses but then did a bit of a um like a shot he did a bit of a shot across the bow to other companies saying they obviously haven't brought any decent products i think if you think about regional sales reps if you like or sales teams i think you've had traveling salesmen for years that have worked in remote places and obviously had a patch and and uh, i went to see one of my customers that do food distribution and they've literally broke up the whole national company in the, in the country and they have different people in different areas so i think from a sales perspective people have been used to having mm. remote teams anyway and ultimately i think from me personally i know what i'm doing I know my target. I'm very much self-governed in that regard. If I don't do my target, it's very evident if I'm not doing my job. Mm. So, and the fact that I've actually managed to increase and surpass my target by about 150%, which is, uh, um, yeah, I think from my perspective, it's worked. But I can see his point from a from a manufacturing point of view. He, he has very much a, like a startup culture, I see. And also there's a, like a, an intensity about, I mean, he obviously sets these massive lofty goals. He's mm. already just said there that he, they're going to make the best products and, and, and deliver them to market, which if you if you trace back some of the things he said, the fact that he, he wanted to launch an electric car and he did, mm. uh, what, 
maybe eight, nine, ten years ago now, and obviously a lot of people laughed at him. Now the world, the big German manufacturers are all scrambling to catch up, really. So it's um, it's interesting from a point of view of manufacturing. I get it. Where you've got multiple people that all have to collaborate and be very precise and obviously deliver to a certain expectation, I think it does it makes sense to have them in an office in an mm. environment where they can. So maybe it's different that culture role then. So as a salesman, you've got some very clear KPIs that you have ownership of, largely. I would yeah. say. So therefore, it's all right. You can kind of be left to get on with your job. Software developers more collaborative less clear individual KPIs, more team goals, and therefore probably lends itself more to a get in the office, talk to each other, get in front of I, each other. I think JV, JV looked I'm like he's sure disagreeing. I, Go on. I, I, I think you said, Neil, around, um, I, I get the sales thing, I'll come back to that because I, I don't 100% agree. But when you're talking, be it software development, be it making cars, rockets, whatever you're you're making that collaboration piece and being able to share best practice. Yes, we've got you know things like Zoom, we've got Teams, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Mm. But actually, it's not just the the focus. It's that it's that kind of those little slack moments in between where you can have a bit of banter and you know we like to you know rib each other you know as much as we can. You can't really do that remotely, and I think it then yes, he's obviously extremely focused, reasonably successful, um, <laughs> but. There's that intensity that you know potentially that's gonna um, I'm contradicting myself slightly here, but that's gonna develop you know burnout in people because you know he's just that intense. So I'm more in the hybrid area is probably where I, where my barometer would be. But he's on the fence looks to he's on the fence. Mm, he is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, no, but but Go on. on the so 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 I think the collaboration piece and I think it's not just the focused work it's it's those little you know like I said slack times where the bants can kick in and that develops you know harmony and sort of developing a, a, a nice culture to work in team mm. spirit etc where I'll slightly and on that theme slightly come back to you Neil is yes great year last year work from home etc but you had a great year and potentially had you been in the office having that great year, you might have been able to share some of the things that you were doing with other people in the team and they could have picked up on that, which then meant other people that didn't do 150% might have gone, do you know what, oh, from what I've learned from or heard, overheard Neil doing, I might be able to get another 10% out of myself or mm. 20%. So it goes back to me being right here, hybrid working. I, th I think it's a symbol of sea change actually i think when covid happened everybody was predicting this was the beginning of home working forever and and i'm witnessing the massive reversal of that across not just in elon but that's just one very high profile example of it but you know we're in the office more and more loads of businesses that i know are just getting back in the office and i think we probably didn't realize how much we missed it when we were locked at home for 18 months I feel like the world's reverting back to where it was two and a half years ago, quite quickly, actually. Yeah. Uh, and now to, great at contradicting myself. So you, as a you know, a, a head of a division of the company, et cetera, potentially you're, you would, would probably have got more out of your day working from home without the distractions Oops. rather than being in the office and then me and Neil come and chew your ear off because we want a project, those sorts of I things. I don't know. Like, the best parts of my day are 
catching up with you guys, seeing what's going on, walking out onto the floor, speaking to the team, what's happening. You pick stuff up. I, I, I feel very isolated when I'm at home, sat in my kitchen, tapping away on my laptop. It's, I, I feel like I'm out of the loop. I feel like I'm, I'm not close to what's going on with the team, and that's I don't like that. I think that's when you, like you say, when you when you are in a role like yourself where you've got a team of people to manage, it, it, it is better to sort of be able to oversee everybody in uh, in sort of one place and I can see what you're saying well been very very selfish I just lock myself away in my mm. own little world and crack on I can get more done now I do that by choice I could obviously come in and work in a, an amazing sort of open plan office and there's there's flip sides and, you, and I suppose COVID what it taught me personally was obviously yes I come into the office I know I get easily distracted. So mm. actually in the office, I get half of the work done than I used to. So I'm actually maximizing my potential by just taking myself off and isolating myself. And even when I've worked in the office, I've taken myself off into little small booths to sort mm. of do my meetings and things like that. But um, obviously my role changed quite dramatically because I was regional and I was going out on in the car to see customers whereas now it's all on teams and I'm selling nationally so it's yeah. opened up the map um, for me but I can see if we go back to Elon it, I think you don't become the richest man in the world by accident he's obviously mm. got a plan he's obviously very driven he wants to set that culture he leads by example the fact that yeah he's that type of eccentric character that would sleep at a particular business like um, Tesla or whatever to get it off the ground and people in a in a, a new environment they're having to buy into his vision so as a leader he's selling them a dream a vision mm -hmm. nobody's done it before so he had to put so much energy and effort and it's better I can see from his perspective if the, he can create an environment it's like an incubator if he was thinking from a lab perspective he's, he's created an, an environment that he could actually generate and grow this business mm -hmm. from nothing if it, like he said if he was to try to do that remotely how but at the same time, when you scale a business and you have X amount of thousands, tens of thousands of employees, you look at Microsoft, you look at even the likes of Snowflake as a, as a company that's grown dramatically and very, very quickly, they've got, like you say, software developers around the world, mm. different time zones. It, it must be a struggle to keep track yeah. of all those. But again, I think if you hire the right people with the right attitude and then have a clear definition of what their job role is. And especially with with like the agile stuff that we talk about where we break certain things down into sprints, they know exactly what they're doing in that sprint. They can mm. put their headphones on and crack on. I think when it's when it's a manufacturer, when they're physically making something and, and especially from a creative perspective, I see it, yeah, very much so. You've got to get people in a room, you've got to whiteboard stuff, yeah. you've got to, um, and even things like um, if something goes wrong, like, okay, let's dissect it, what went wrong, how can we improve it, that type of stuff. But there's obviously other advocates that I've seen for for the office where in like a creative environment, sort of ad agencies and marketing and, and online marketing, they're, they're creating a fun culture. And actually, yeah, you're right. From previous, you bounce off each other. Little ideas spin off, and then you you take it off down. And by the end of the conversation, you've you've created something completely new that you couldn't do on your own. So, yeah. in isolation, it's good if you want to focus and get work done. But then there's obviously certain roles and certain jobs. Sounds like we're convincing you, Neil. Sounds like to... we're, you're going to be in the office for the next few months. 
I don't, I don't mind. I'll just take myself off when I need to. So don't get me wrong. If you want me to talk, I'll talk and I'll collaborate really well. Let's do some drawing on the whiteboard. I think that's the thing, though. I, you said it a bit earlier, Steve. In, in as much as I, it is a bit of a departmental thing, isn't it? it in really, in all truth be told, um, sales don't have to be in the office every single day. Um, and like you, I actually and more probably productive working from home without distractions because attention span of a gnat. Having said that, when it comes to recruitment, granted, he's he's running Tesla, do you want a job at Tesla and we're paying $100,000 a year, but you've got to be in the office 40 hours, a minimum of 40 hours a week. All right, where do right, when do I start? But for you, recruiting people saying, actually, do you know what, you have to be in the office five days a week for X hours. Mm, it's it's a, I think it is a tough sell, yeah. and 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 I think that's ultimately, you know, I would guess anyone watching this and and the country, the world over, recruitment is tough at the moment. There was a follow-up email, so there was. Did I, did, you I dig did that out. I did miraculously find it. So the what? So the follow-up to Elon was, "Hey Elon, a lot of people are talking about this leaked email. Any additional comments of people who think coming into work is an antiquated concept?" Um, he said. They should pretend to work somewhere. They should pretend to work somewhere else. Was his response to that? He's pretty firm on his opinion. He is. <laughs> yeah, he is. He actually, the same person that sent a, a tweet. I think it may have been earlier, saying Tesla. This is less than we ask of factory workers. If there are particularly exceptional contributors for whom this is impossible, I will review and approve those exceptions directly. Moreover, the office must be a main Tesla office, not a remote branch office unrelated to the job duties. For example, being responsible for Fremont factory human relations, but having your office in another state. Thanks, Elon. Mm. So even he said there will be exceptions. I think he's taken a very extreme view, actually. But as I say, I think it's a symbol of what's happening out there in the world at the minute, personally. I'll be interested to look at it from, because obviously there's many global businesses that have remote offices, satellite offices, and especially in the city centers where they sort of gave notice, if you like, and gave back their offices. Cause again, they'll be paying X amount of to lease them when they're empty. Now mm. it'll be interesting to see the stats in terms of the ones that obviously was tied in for say 25 years and you ain't going anywhere. You've got to keep paying your, your lease or the ones that obviously did give notice and gave it back. Like, how many of those have actually started to reopen offices again or have they just left it and kind of, yeah, pushed on that way? And, I mean, again, there was a couple on this business estate, weren't they, where, I mean, one high-profile one was more of an e-commerce site, but then they decided to obviously shut up shop, give back the the office. And um, I think in that world, then, yeah, maybe the customer service team or whoever could wear it remotely. But I'd be intrigued to see how many of them are rushing back to offices now mm. and... Maybe more shared shared <coughs> services, more shared space. People get think, together every I think week. That, I've seen that. So I know someone that have that have acquired a big site and they've they've divided it, and then that that yeah, that they're basically making it more of a shared office space, and people are hot desking and, and that yeah, type of stuff. That the demand for that's gone up again. Mm, and, yeah. and and I think that's that's the thing for me is is the um, we've covered it on a few occasions, and I'm not mentioning it to go back there but i think staff will kind of go yeah staff will dictate 
not as in dictate, but the staff, you know, staff leaving mm. or staff staying, but uh, but want to work more from home or whatever. They'll the, the feedback to the the directors and management will be the one that that will dictate probably strategy going forward because, um, like you said, all these companies, like Barclays in you know Canary Wharf, they you know had this massive or have this massive building and they still operated with ninety percent working from home during. Covid, mm. um, huge overhead. But but yeah, but it, absolutely. But then you've also got the. While I like working from home, just working from home all the time, it's like I, I see the same four walls the whole mm. day. Yeah, there's a huge what, mental health sort of definitely. thing. Definitely, um, and we are by nature communal people. Like humans, we 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 do better when we congregate and, and we're social animals we want to we want to be together so it's it's like the um you want to be together <laughs> you'll you'll be old enough to remember that <laughs> but yeah the um wow <laughs> cheers <laughs> but yeah i think the mental health side of things yeah when you get people in from a manager's perspective you can you've got a duty care to yeah make sure they're okay and, mm-hmm. and they're, they're yeah. in the right mind space and that type of thing and I can see how that's difficult remotely, definitely, yeah. especially when you're looking after tens, if not hundreds of people and, and in certain departments. And it's like, yeah, how do I get around them all? How do I make sure that they're, they're safe? That, yeah, they're, they're, yeah, they're not climbing the walls, looking at the same yeah, white walls. And, and some people in the cities, especially if they're in apartment buildings and they haven't got open spaces to walk around in the safari, you'll have a tickets tall. So I think you're right. I think the hybrid thing, and I think it's a personal thing as well. Mm. Um, I think it should be, should it be dictated to, I think it should be optional. Um, but as long as the KPIs for that particular job role is, is, is very clear and they know exactly what the outcome and everybody's based, everybody's focused on what the outcome of, of that role is. And then it's, yeah, I think it should be optional. Okay. Last word from you, Mr. Benim. Uh, Can I just, where does automation into this discussion but good question John yeah thanks there's a hospital there's a hospital pass if ever I if ever I've seen it where does automation come in Uh, well automation would enable people to work remotely but that goes against what Elon's trying to achieve doesn't it but you can't tell me that Tesla Towers doesn't have the most amount of automation uh, yeah, within it. I hundred percent agree. He, he wants he wants everyone in there, and he wants automation working to its optimum, so that other people, you know, so that the the staff can be doing the things that yeah. the automation can't do, and then he's yeah. getting more value, and he can put a rocket, he's, another he's, rocket out there. You can't put rockets into orbit or build build. Our gigafactories and all the rest of it. He's optimized, um, yeah, building cars at a specific level of speed. He, he's hiring the most intelligent engineers on the planet. He, he's hiring them for the brain, for them to think new ways and c- come up with problems. I guarantee he's automated a lot of the mundane. They're not sat keying in data into Excel spreadsheets and stuff like that. They, they, I guarantee they'll have the latest tech. They'll have IoT. They'll have. Um, AI. I mean, he talks about AI quite openly, but you can even just look at the the user interface of of like the Tesla. The, everybody knows it's the most responsive. It's the best. The fact that he's put a massive screen in, in a car and it and it 
has over the air up, updates and all this type of stuff. I mean, TV screen in the middle. I, I was parked next to one yesterday and I was like, well, you've got one, but I was like, "What? what's that about? I, I want to be able to see what I'm doing there, not to my Do left. you know what? I hired one when I was in, I got used to it. Within when you went to your hair transplant <laughs> in Orlando. Yeah, yeah, in Orlando, yeah. That that, that wig, oh, that, that, wig that I've now, just stuck on. But I, I agree, Steve. You get used to it. The advantages outweigh the, the yeah, the, the, the fact that visual is moved slightly. The, the speed in the... <laughs> The speed's in the top right-hand corner, so it's, it's fractional where it, mm. you need to see. But um, I think, yeah, if you look at his past, the fact that he's, he's, he's created software, he's an engineer at high, he builds things, and he, and he obviously wants to make things more efficient. I guarantee he's leveraging technology yeah. and, ev- and, and probably technology that we haven't even seen yet. He's got AI, yeah in the labs and other bits and but you can't put rockets <laughs> into space without having tech yeah he's not got a load of people manually processing a lot of a lot of stuff building out but wood, for me automation it's two sides of the same coin to answer that question so i think it helped during covid when people were working from home because the world the business kept running yeah but ultimately automation frees up people and so that people can focus on what they're good at which is things like creativity and problem solving and as we've just discussed those things are probably best done together in a room in yeah. front of a whiteboard. So I think it I think it helps in, in both sides. Definitely. Cool. All right. Thank you very much for your time, guys. And uh, we'll see you next week. No yes, worries. Thank you. You what? Let me down. How? He said you was going to destroy him. What? It- I didn't get a word in. He was talking all the time. <laughs> That's my strategy. <laughs> Take a ball of the airspace and the oxygen in the room. Yeah. Makes him light-headed and they can't think straight. What <laughs> a case of thinking straight. To be fair, I nearly did you at the end. How many times did you say rockets? I know I said it a couple of times, but you must have said it three or four did times. I was, I was like, he does more than rockets. Meant-